0: Hello and welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the wild Hogs. I'm your host Charlie Lobner. Um, before we get started today, I want to bring everybody up to speed. The website is very close to being finished. Um, that means hopefully here soon, you can get logged in and uh, signed up for the True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters tournaments. Remember, we are not changing the rules of the tournaments and how you hunt them, but we are going to be changing how we give out our prizes. Trying to give everybody a better chance at winning prizes. Excuse me. So that's coming up hopefully very soon. Hopefully you get signed up and win some prizes yourself. Um, these two tournaments, as far as as of right now, um, like I said, the, the rules are going to stay the same. And that means you can hunt your land, your time, your way, as long as you're not breaking the law. Um, that includes trapping, night vision, thermal dogs, everything. And uh, the True Hog Hunters Tournament, we're going to be giving out prizes based on you. So you sign up, that immediately puts you uh, in the running for a prize. That's a a name in the hat that that is basically like a raffle. And then you get an extra ticket in the hat for every hog that you have submitted and approved. So remember, you have a 24-hour window from the time that you take the photo of the hog that you have eradicated to get it submitted. You need to, that's a very important thing. After 24 hours, we will no longer accept the photo. It is old. Um, We do this because we give you a 24-hour window after the end of the month. You got basically the moment the month starts at midnight, at 12.01 a.m., a a new tournament will start. And then we're going to give you 24 hours just in case you're hunting a piece of property um, where you don't have the best cell reception, um, you have a hard time even sending, uh, even logging in to the website or anything like that. This gives you 24 hours to find a place in town or, you know, get some cell reception to be able to make your submission. So, um, at the end of the month, uh, we actually won't know a winner till midnight on the first of the new month. So, Want to make sure everybody's got a chance to get their hogs submitted and so on and so forth. So 24 hours to get those pigs submitted and you must make a good clean cut of the ear. Now remember you're cutting the left ear off. We want photos with head on the right, I'm sorry, head on the left, tail on the right in your photo. um, Feet facing towards you, ear cut off, you have... One photo of the hog as is, second photos with the ear cut off. So, two photos per submission, very important. 24 hours to submit them after the photos are taken, one hog per photo. Um, It's just easier that way. The way the website is designed, um, I cannot uh, physically go into the website and give you credit for anything um, just because you, like, say you submitted a, a photo of five hogs I cannot click on that and give you credit for five hogs I could only approve that one photo which would give you credit for one hog so you have to submit every hog individually very very important do not send photos of you know if you go out and kill 20 hogs and you submit them in one photo I cannot give you credit for that you have to submit them individually And Every submission that is approved will get you an extra ticket into the hat for a chance at winning prizes. We're going to be giving away prizes every month, including a trophy of some sort at the end of the year for our winners. We're going to change things up. We want to give everybody the best opportunity out there to win prizes. Army Hog Hunters is going to be different. You will get prizes on hogs eradicated and submitted and approved. So if you have the most hogs that month in the Army Hog Hunter Tournament, you will win prizes. So you could be in both tournaments. All the rules are the same. We give out prizes differently. That's the only difference. So hopefully here soon the website will be finished. It's looking really good. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to get that done. Everybody can then get signed up. And I will be announcing that on the podcast as well as our Facebook page, True Hog Hunters on Facebook you can also follow us, I believe, on Instagram, true hog hunters. And also, if you have any questions, you can email me, Charlie at the sounderpodcast.com. So we're gonna be getting that going very soon. Get everybody signed up and start hunting. We're gonna turn around. I know a bunch of y'all have already started working on y'all's deer leases and y'all's hunting properties. I know a lot of guys are starting to get in the mood for bird season. We're gonna turn around. It's gonna be dove season down here in the south. Um, I'm excited about that, and dove season's kind of like getting everybody in the outdoors again, getting your feet wet in the hunting, and a lot of hogs get killed around that time of year, too. If you're going to see a lot of farms here before too long get harvested. It's going to make it a lot easier for you guys running thermals and night vision, going out there and hunting pigs. So I'm excited. Hopefully we get it up soon. We're going to be going to the uh, Texas Trophy Hunters uh expo and uh i believe it's fort worth houston san antonio very excited about that we've been going the past few years as true ballistics selling ammo talking about our product this year we're going to go strictly as true conservation um we're not going to be selling ammo there at the booth we're just going to be talking about what we're doing trying to get people signed up and uh, getting ready for what's hopefully you know the second half of, of a really good year and then start 2024 off very, very strong. So, more people that get into this, you know, the more awareness we can bring to the world about wild hogs, and hopefully give back to everybody that's trying to do their part in the wild hogs, hunting these things and bringing the population down. So, very, very excited for the next few months to come. Get this thing relaunched. We, uh, we never. I think. I think the way that we're going to be giving out prizes is going to help us out quite a bit. I think it's going to get a lot more people in the game. And I hope that you, as a, as a hunter, as a conservationist, or as a rancher or farmer, wherever you may be, everybody down here has had run running with wild hogs. Get signed up when this is available. Let's all do our part. This is a nonprofit organization. We're not making a dime off of it. We're just trying to give back to the people out there doing their part. In conservation, and that's what we preach here on the on the podcast here at True Hog Hunters, uh, at True Conservation, at True Ballistics. You talk to us, we talk about you know conservation through eradication. That's the only way that this is ever going to go away. If it's the only way, it's going to get better. You got to get out there. You got to trap, hunt. You got to pressure them. So very excited. Hope you're excited too. Hope you're excited about dove season. Remember, you get out there. I know it's hot. I know it's miserable. You, you want to be successful in hunting whether it's dove whether it's turkey white tail hogs you gotta put it in the time you gotta prep you gotta get your feeders up get your cameras going get on the tractor do some shredding heck even if you even if you're just getting on the lawnmower cutting some lanes um, if you're bird hunting those lanes are, are, are huge they will help you out um, so get out there and, and make it happen but um, last week we talked about I was going to take the boat out and hit the river, and that's what I was hoping for. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. I've been talking about, you know, the build of my, my little John boat, getting it ready, and uh, about the time I had it ready, we actually got rain. So um, I'll take full blame for that. If, if I knew that building a boat was going to make it rain, um, you know, six inches at a time, I would have done a long time ago so (laughs) because literally as soon as i was done ready to start hitting the river it came down and it didn't stop for a long time and i'm very thankful for that i know a lot of you out there are very thankful for that but it finally dried up and uh we were finally able to get the boat on the river without sinking you know the trailer axle down in the mud Uh, finally dried out very nicely so got everything loaded up went down there Got the boat in the water. Boat ran great um, with just two guys in it and no gear. Uh, but once we lowered it down, put some extra weight in it, it really didn't run all that great. Not to say that it didn't. It got us to our point of, you know, our destination where we wanted to fish. And it did work. And it was comfortable. Um, it was nice. One thing that bothered me was I just, I ordered three new props for this thing. and And, yes... They worked, but it didn't work as good as I was hoping it to be. Uh, really need to find a way to, to cut back on weight. If I can't get that to work, then the only other option is to go up a size and motor, and that's another thousand dollars I don't want to spend right now. So, got to do everything I can to make this work. Gonna try out some more props. That's the cheapest route first, and see what see what it gets me. So, also on top of that, um, biggest problem, and I tested it. Uh, on the trailer in the shed with a concrete floor i put the water hose in the boat and filled it and i didn't see any water dripping everything looked really good looked very tight and my luck i put the boat in the river and all of a sudden i sprang a leak i had water flowing in to the point where i had to keep you know every so often start the bilge pump and pump much water out um, water's going to get in the John boat. It's an old riveted boat. I expect that to happen. It just it was a little too much for my liking. I wasn't very comfortable with it. Um, I did find, at first I was taking on a whole lot of water, and it was really ticking me off. Um, I was very frustrated to the point where I was, like, ready to just shoot the darn boat and let it sink to the bottom. I was just, all this work and what's going on. Uh, turns out that I had my bilge pump hose a little too far off the back of the boat and it was just dipping in enough, uh, in the river to where it was actually siphoning water into the boat. So once I figured that out, pulled that out and I thought that was the stop, you know, that, that was it. And then I pumped a bunch of water out, but I kept getting water coming in the boat. So somewhere down there is a leak. Uh, I got to find it, locate it, and then I got to fix it. So not exactly, you know, how I wanted to start it, but it's better than not being on the water at all. Had a great time, caught a ton of channel cat. The, the bite was really good, even though it was miserably hot. Caught some really nice channels, put some meat in the freezer. Um, hooked into a monster gar, same thing. It was there was no way I was gonna get it. Way too big, way too light of tackle, just an absolute I mean I'm it was every bit of six foot, easy. I will put money on it. I saw this thing come out of the water, way down river, and it was it could have been a seven footer, but it was just one of those things where, you know, by the time the only way that we were gonna get it was for one just working it, working it, working it, working it. Let it peel, drag, let it work the line. Um, I had a steel leader, so I wasn't worried about that him chewing through the line or anything. But we were gonna have to pull anchor, drift down to it, let it kind of work the boat. Um, because it was going downstream, wouldn't have been a big deal. But by the time we even, like, thought about it, me and my brother looked at each other, it, it kept spitting the bait. So couldn't get a good hook set on it. That's the trouble with fishing for big gars. They have such a hard, like, basically – the toughest mouth in fresh water. Very hard fish to catch, uh, but none, you know, nonetheless, very, very, very fun, and I enjoyed it. It was just nice to be back on the water, even though it was 110 degrees. I mean, so hot to the point where, like, you know me, I, I like a cold beer. I, it was so hot I couldn't even, couldn't even drink a beer. It was just drinking water, drinking Gatorade, st- trying to stay hydrated and trying to stay alive out there. But uh, great weekend of fishing. Enjoyed it. Got the boat back up, got it cleaned off, and and uh, ready to go back out again. But we talked about hopefully putting some eyes on some pigs, and I didn't see a single hog. Now that's that's a good thing. That's what we want. We don't want pigs all over the place like they have been the few past few years. So, um, it's it's a one time thing. I I've gone out there before. You know, I've ran the boat several times and not seen pigs, and I've gone out before and seen. You know, upwards like sixty hogs. You know, twenty in a group just swimming across the river. So, uh, I don't know if maybe because it's still early summer and there's a lot of a lot of green on all the trees and the grass is up high and you got blood weed and everything growing up down there. I Don't know if I just didn't see them. There were tracks on the bank. There were signs of wallows where they've been laying next to the water. I just didn't see any. Uh, the boat was way down. We weren't able to hit top speed. We were barely even able to get on plane half the time and that's a very loud motor. So even if, you know, they were on the other, you know, around the bend, good chance that by the time, you know, I came around to where they were at, they had already heard me and hightailed it out of there. So didn't see any pigs. little disappointment on that. We were prepared in case we did see them, but uh they won this round. So hopefully Hopefully, I can get every, all the bugs worked out on the boat. If I can keep the water out of the boat, that'll save a lot, a lot of weight. Uh, if I can get the right prop for the boat and get us on plane, get us move a little faster, I think we'll have a lot of success in chasing down pigs on the river. But, you know, it was just great to be out there. Um, it, it it really, really just gets me excited about what this year has to offer, not just in and fishing in the outdoors but now you know you start thinking about hunting you start thinking about you putting everything in perspective you know i've been going out every morning we restocked our pond you know i put a bunch of perch and minnows and i put some some bass and some some blue cats um got our got our pond restocked now that we actually have water in it and um been going out there and feeding them in the past two mornings going out there I, they They found the food. They know that I'm feeding them. They come up. They surface. But when I do that, I've been going down there with my 22, and I've been shooting the heck out of like banded water snakes and uh, turtles and stuff, uh, just trying to give these fish a better chance. In fact, today I went home for lunch and uh, decided I'm going to walk down to the pond real quick, and there was a water snake eating one of my catfish, about an 8-inch catfish. So not happy about that. Shot the snake, shot another snake doing my best to keep these fish alive and on top of that you know one thing i can't control because of regulations uh is the the cranes i got cranes coming in left and right and and eating my eating my fish so if there is if you guys got any pointers on how to legally get the cranes like away from your pond please let me know email me charlie at the dot podcast.com because Every day I've been going home for lunch and just checking on the pond, and I got two or three of these big white birds sitting in there plucking the shallows uh, of my fish. So fish ain't cheap. You know, I think uh, it was close to $900 uh, a fish. That I mean, we all split three ways uh, between me and my brother and my, my stepdad, and, and stocked this pond. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't want to put fish in there just to feed the cranes uh, or the snakes or the turtles. So very – but going down there, and what I was getting at was shooting the twenty two. Going down there, shooting the .22 um, has really kind of, like, got me excited about open sight, got me excited. I used to shoot a twenty-two all the time as a kid. I used to go out, and my dad would throw sticks in the river, and they would float down the river, and we'd try to see how many times that me and my brother could shoot it into pieces. And uh, that really got me to be a better shot. It uh, uh, really got me into the sport of shooting. And, uh, you know, as I got older, the guns got bigger and louder and more expensive to shoot. And I just kind of got away from 22. And, uh, you know, here I am, 30 years old and, and really found my love for it again. It's become my everyday carry. been keeping it in my truck and uh, going out to the river and the pond and, and taking it with me and, and really just got back to the basics. Uh, it's very affordable to shoot, very fun to shoot, and and it keeps you... Keeps you accurate. You know, you go down there and start shooting. You know, turtles and snakes every day. You learn your gun, how to shoot open sight. Just it's just a blast, and I've I've really had fun with that. Uh, and that's got me got me excited for the things to come. You know, having water in the ponds got me excited about dove season. You know, we didn't have much of a dove season last year because we didn't have any water in the pond. Um, so we got sunflowers all over the place. Going to do some shredding, get the sunflowers down. Hopefully, you know, there'll still be seed and everything down when the when the birds come through. And just I'm just hoping for a very exciting year. Just enough dove to, to throw some on the pit. That would be awesome. Um, I have been very lazy uh with the feeder this year, but it's really kind of out of my hands right now. We still got oil field traffic coming in and out of the property. Um you know, as soon as they were done pumping water off the river that company moved out and another one's moving back in. So got them down there, people coming in and out. It's just not a very good idea for me. I think to, to even, you know, think I didn't Turkey hunt down there this year because there were people down there in the spring. Didn't want to have any kind of accident, uh, anything like that. So didn't Turkey hunt, but I've been, you know, curious to see how that affects us as we go into deer season. Um, I don't think it's going to play that much of a of – of I don't think it's going to have that big of an effect uh, because last year we kind of had the same thing, had some oil field traffic down there, the water transfer companies coming in and out, and we still had a very successful deer season, uh, a lot of pigs coming through. But, you know, every year I try to take the good and the bad and figure out a game plan. Last year I was very successful in hog hunting. Really enjoyed it, really got some great pigs in the freezer. It was my first year bow hunting out of a stand. My stand worked for the most part, a very uncomfortable sit, but I powered through that most of the season uh, and ended up getting a deer out of it. But I'm going to change up my game plan this year. I've been doing a lot of thinking on it. going to get away from where I was this past year um, and move spots, chasing a specific deer. I got to go where he's at. He's been showing his face the last few years in one particular spot, and that's where I'm going to go set up and try to get him. Hopefully, in the process, I can get quite a few uh, wild hogs as well. You know, my friend Leo got me a light all set up, actually a solar panel and everything for my light that I already had. I'm going to get that set back up, get them used to that early on. Not the deer, the hogs, because, you know, it is illegal to hunt deer at night. So I'm not doing that for deer. I'm doing it for pigs get that going i also got another another uh light that i won in the army hog hunters tournament gonna get that set up as well and just spend some time in the woods this year hopefully put some pigs in the dirt hopefully get the deer of my dreams um this if that buck shows up it would be year number four watching him and i, I just want to lay eyes on him i that's all i want um just to know that he made it. You know, I, if I if I was able to harvest him, it, I would cry tears of joy. If I don't, you know, just to know that he made another year would be awesome. I would just like to see him on game camera and all that, but I'm excited. I'm getting very excited. And I think that it's time to start putting in the work. It's time to start getting down there. I got to get some corn on my feeder. I I got to get cameras up. I've been very lazy. June is just a ridiculous month. I have my birthday, I have my anniversary, then I have Father's Day, then I have this, you know, tomorrow is going to be my wife's birthday and my niece's birthday, so we just have every weekend in June it's just something, 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 something. And I'm not complaining, it's just I can't do anything. <laughs> can't do anything. Um I guess I could have taken Father's Day instead of hitting the river and done some work, but, I mean, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to fish, so... Very, very excited about the upcoming seasons. I'm excited about fall and, and the weather cooling off. I think we're all excited about that. It is just miserable. Um, in fact, I, I was doing the podcast, so it was pretty nice. It's a Friday. I, no, today's Thursday. Sorry. usually do the podcast on Friday. Today's Thursday. I'm off tomorrow. Um, and we got a little shower coming through. It's been a little cloudy today, so it hasn't been near as hot. i um, really enjoying it. And uh, hopefully hopefully we're done with the 110-degree weather for a while. Um, another thing, just to keep an eye out, if you haven't heard, there's a little storm brewing out there in the ocean, you know, on the other side of the Caribbean islands, Dominican Republic and all that. So keep an eye on that. There's been some whispers that it could enter the Gulf of Mexico. And with it being as hot as it is, who knows what's going to come with that. So if you ain't been watching the news and you ain't been keeping out with it, Just tune in every now and then, you know. Wouldn't hurt to go ahead and keep a couple things of water, you know, stashed away. Maybe go fill up some cans of gasoline. Um, Just do some prepping. Get some candles. Get some flashlight and batteries, you know. Get prepped. Who knows what's going to happen. We are in hurricane season. I know down here I'm not that far from the coast, so always something to consider. And another thing to consider with that, too, just a fun little thing i think of is is what we haven't had a, a major hurricane hit where i live in which is Karnes county a long time we we got you know remnants of harvey um was that six years ago um yeah it, this would be six years um and uh but we really did we haven't had i think a major hit in this area since like claudette i i was in elementary school when Hurricane Claudette hit and I think it made landfall I want to say it made landfall as a category two but it was immediately dropped down to a one and by the time it hit us but it hit us pretty strong it tore Kennedy up you know I was too young at that time to to really be all that into hunting but I'd be curious to see what something like that would do um to the hunts around here you know there's there's things to take in consideration you know there's a lot of high fences down south. If we took a big hit from a from a major hurricane and it down some of these high fences, um, we could have some crazy exotics running around the, the, our parts. You um, know, not that I want that. I don't want that. You know, there, there's uh, pros and cons to everything, and, and a lot of cases like what we're dealing with with hogs, these invasive species. You know, you're seeing this. If, if you also want to talk about invasive species looking like hawaii with the axis deer and the problems that they're having everyone likes to talk about hogs but deer and other species of deer and species like it can be devastating um just as much as hogs so they don't they may not have like the physical um aspect of you know hogs tend to tear up the landscape everywhere they go root it up make it very difficult you know terrain for your tractors and your trucks you don't really see that in deer but deer will nibble grass down to the dirt and you see that a lot, and you're seeing it in in Hawaii, and places like that, where these axis deer are just taking over, and axis deer are becoming a nuisance to to whitetail, and they're a they're a they're a herd animal. They travel in herds, and they just do nothing but eat 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 eat. So, very interesting what would happen if axis, which are very, they're getting to be pretty wild around these parts not necessarily you know down south where i'm at but you're starting to see them a lot in the hill country running around all over the place you're starting to see them pretty much everywhere around us. you start going further down south you start seeing them as well as like nail guy and all that so things to take into consideration but um yeah it's going to be creeping up on us it's it's almost july here we are late june you know, you're going to turn on July, August, September is going to be bird season. And then October, archery season starts. So I need to get out the bow, start doing some practicing. And uh, I, I'm not like, <laughs> so these guys that practice every day, I don't know why you have time for that. But uh, it's going to be fun. And I, ho- I hope you're as excited as I am. Um, it's been an interesting year so far. And I think it's going to be really, really good. Um, want to encourage everybody, I know it's hot, but get the kids outdoors, take them to the pond, take them down to the river, take them to the park, get them outside, it is great. These kids are tough, they can stand the heat. They're a lot better at it than we are. Get them out there, let them run around, let them see what's out there. Um, there's tons of parks and stuff to go to, tons of wildlife to introduce them to. Take them fishing, you know. It's our it's our responsibility to get the future outdoorsmen prepped and teach them the ways of conservation so that they can do a better job than we have and do a better job than our, our ancestors. That way they can enjoy the wildlife just as much as we have, if not more. We are constantly losing acreage every day. There's just more and more more and more destruction out there for construction we as humans like to tear stuff apart so get them out there teach them all about the landscape and how to protect it but i'm out of here guys thank you so much for tuning in to sounder podcast hopefully we get our website all up and running very soon and we can all get back to doing what we love to do here and hunt some pigs y'all have a good one y'all stay cool till next week i'm out